Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everybody to the Backbox Pinball Podcast again. Oh, January is so full of goodness. I'm so excited. And I'm super excited for my new two people. They're new friends. Like, you know, one is silver and the other is gold. I love it so much. I'm sorry for the Girl Scout references. It will stop after cookie season is over, I promise. But we'll talk more about cookies later in the show. But my two new friends are amazing. They are the Twippy nominated hosts of the Hurry Up Challenge from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Please help me welcome Jordan Allen and Beck Gallagher. Yay! Oh my goodness, hi! Hi there. Hello. So welcome, welcome. Oh, I'm so excited. I, okay, I've been like slowly like like low key stalking y'all for a while because somebody told me earlier, like like mid 2020, they're like, there's this cool show out of Pittsburgh. Like they do this like interview thing, but you have to play pinball. And I'm like, what? So then I checked y'all. I was like, oh, that is the coolest setup ever. I was like, we're going to talk about all things Hurry Up Challenge soon. But let's get to know you guys. And we'll start with you, Beck. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you started at in pinball and where you're at today. I started with pinball from pretty much when I was born. (laughs) Um, My dad's grandpa actually had a coin op business um, where he had a, he did pinball machines, um, pool tables, uh, jukeboxes, and that's about gumball machines, things like that. Um, So I always grew up with pinball machines in my house and they were pretty much um, specifically Gottlieb's. (laughs) Um, The first one that I remember being in the house long-term was Gottlieb 2001. Um, And that's still at my dad's house waiting for a place in my house in the future. Um, So I've been playing since I was, I mean, old enough to stand at the machine pretty much. Um, And since then um, I've been... I haven't ever haven't played much um, competitive pinball. Um, I was able to play in Whipped in 2019, which I was really excited about um, that I did get a ticket into that. Um, And that was such a great experience. But for Pinball League in Pittsburgh, I've only played two seasons. Um, But I've just always enjoyed playing pinball. Like I've never been like deep into rule sets or like my favorite artist or like person is this. I just love pinball in general. So um, I pretty much just seek it out everywhere that I go and tell people about it because so many people that aren't into pinball don't even realize that like pinball is a thing. <laughs> so that's like always my favorite response. Like I literally told somebody like last week, my you know, I was with my spouse and he's like, Oh yeah, my wife's like super into pinball. And the guy does like the motion of like pulling the the you know shooter <laughs> rod back. He's like, pinball like that I was like yes I'm like is it really that weird I feel like and he he was into all kinds of crazy stuff and I'm like I don't think pinball's that odd but okay we'll go with it and by the way I love Gottlieb's I know people are out there with their hot takes on it being firewood I do not agree with you and I will fight you to death uh, I love Gottlieb's Me I love too. them so so much <laughs> so awesome Beck well I'm yeah. excited to have you here and Jordan tell us a little bit about yourself oh geez uh well- <laughs> Is I was more of the video game side uh, growing up, but I played pinball every once in a while, but not until we actually got together. We ended up playing a lot more pinball uh, with the replay effects that was going on in Pittsburgh. Uh, that's when I really got into playing pinball, you know, seeing all these light up machines on the halfway of an entire convention center just drew me immediately. And then I found an NBA fast break and I, the rest is history. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I play pinball 
a lot more than I play video games now, which is kind of crazy because I never thought that would be the case. And um, oh. yeah, that that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. And I think you know, I play competitively. I, I enjoy just playing and, you know, I got super into it because I am like a high level, like competitive person. Like you wouldn't know that, but I totally... And I just double down on competitive pinball, but I love just playing, like just playing with your friends is so much fun. And that's like the spirit of what you guys bring to your, to your show, hurry up challenging. And we'll talk about that a little later in the show, but we'll kick off with news first news news on the ground is low. So um, we're going to talk to you guys. First of all, congratulations. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. Twippy nominated. And you guys are Twippy nominated in the category of best YouTube channel, which yes. is awesome. And I, I have now subscribed. I felt bad because I hadn't subscribed. My, yeah, I totally subscribe. like, click, click on the subscribe button, y'all. What everybody tells you at the end of the, your YouTube video, click on the subscribe button. I, but, the uh, I always forget to put on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I still did it because I loved the content. So it was awesome. So um, like, let's just talk a little bit about news and we'll go ahead and talk about the Twippies. Um, what I'm going to ask you guys is we're going to go through a couple of the categories. We're not going to go through all of them, but we're going to go through a couple of them. And I'm just going to ask you your thoughts on, on some of these ma machines. And we'll just go. I know in the Twippy categories, listeners, I know you've heard this for a few shows. Um, there are three. You get to rank them like first, second, third, and they get yeah. like a point value. Um, I'm just going to ask you guys for your top pick in each category, which I know is hard, but I'm just going to ask for one. So, all right, we'll get going. Best toys and gimmicks. Hmm. And we'll go with you, Beck. Um, my favorite thing about any games that came out in 2020 is the uh, drumstick ramp in Guns N' Roses. It is my favorite. It is just like so cool. Um, that specifically is my favorite, but like even the like the moving lights in Guns N' Roses, like it's just such a cool game and it's definitely my favorite. 100%. Uh, I can imagine, like, first of all, that thing is hella cool. It's pretty sick. Also, listeners, because I, again, like, low-level stalked uh, Beck, um, she's a musician, y'all, and she's pretty good. I checked out your band. Y'all are oh, awesome. Thank you. I was just like, because uh, that's, like, totally, like, like you know, kind of right girl, like, rock. I was like, oh, it's like, I, we're going to be besties. I knew So your band is awesome. So I'm not like in the remotely surprised that you picked the drumstick ramp, besides the fact that it's super cool anyway. But uh, nice choice. Jordan. Thank you. I'm honestly the same way because I'm a drummer. So I love the drumstick ramp too. I, 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 well, now I got to find out all the things about you. So I found <laughs> about Beck and her band. So not yeah, too bad. I'm going to go check between, your stuff out. I mean, I was born between the drumstick ramp and the, uh, the copter and Teenage Mutant Turtles. Uh, for uh, Raphael, oh, little yeah, spinner that. going back and forth. That's it's cool too. But I gotta go with uh, the Guns and Roses one. That thing is so cool. Yeah, that that that. I mean, I really love the crane, and this is where like my heart, like kind of like of like, okay, it's gonna be in the top three, like the crane from Heist. But when you just look at Guns and Roses, there's just so much stuff. So you just, it's just the and the drumstick ramp is just amazing. I just love it so much. So nice choice, and I'm not surprised. We're gonna talk Guns and Roses in a minute. All right, next uh, category: best animations or display. I can't say any of the Sterns. I really don't like the the Stern animations that are going on with the newer games. Personally, like it's that not, kind of still kind of animation yeah. thing. Yeah, well, not not my fave. Um, but I would probably say I love the Rick and Morty stuff just because it's cartoonish and like who doesn't like Rick and Morty? Um, it's just fun. I like it. <laughs> 
I think the, the level of graphic quality is good, but I, I kind of agree with you. If you're looking at that and then you look at something like Rick and Morty, which is fully animated, I mean, it's kind of hard to kind of go between those two. I, I think Rick and Morty is fantastic. Jordan? You just love the Swifty thing, huh? The Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go Hot Wheels. Uh, nice. I love... I love the claymation. Yeah, Hot Wheels nice. is on the list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the claymation that they have on it. The little T-Rex is still my favorite one. Uh, whenever you get some of the shots, it starts grabbing all the cars. And stuff. It's one of my favorite things. I'm too much of a kid when it comes to pinball. <laughs> no, I love it. And the the other Rebecca and Jordan of streaming fame also like our super team Hot Wheels. So I think I believe Rebecca chose that one as well. So nice choices. And I have a feeling I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Best light show. Oh, 100% Guns, Guns N' Roses. Roses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't get enough of that game in general, but like when, when we stepped up to that game the first time, we got to play a limited edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like taking in this beautiful piece of art that just was like fully incorporated in like every piece of everything in that game. Like you just want to sit there and just watch it. And like we spot for each other on new games. So being able to like, see what's going on, watch the lights going. It was even hard to like stay focused on like telling him where to shoot because it's like, oh my gosh, like, okay, wow, all right. And just like the lights and everything in that game was just so pretty. And I mean, especially like in a pandemic time, like it's the best concert experience that you'll have <laughs> without going to a concert. It's just so cool. Like all the lights flying around and slash swearing at you the entire time. Oh it's just like, I'm sorry, I'm doing the show. <laughs> It's so true. But yeah, no, that has been the consensus. I haven't heard anybody give something different when I've asked them both on the show and just in real life. They're like, yeah, Guns N' Roses. I'm like, yeah, it's it's amazing. If you haven't seen the light show, watch the stream or watch one of the videos, y'all. It's it's pretty epic. All right. Next category. Best call outs. Oh, that one's actually hard. It's not for me. I um. Rick and Morty is still like, I love the call outs on this game, on that game, especially when it's, um, you know, not uh, kid friendly. Uh, (laughs) It's a full experience of the show. Like I really think that they captured that show in that pinball machine. Like there weren't missing pieces, like how I feel with other um, pinball, uh, pinball machines where you want it to be so much more than it is. Like, I feel like Rick and Morty, like really, just is exactly what it should be for a pinball machine. Yeah, I'd definitely go with Rick and Morty too, now that I think about it more, because it, like you said, it's the perfect representation of that show. And especially not in kid-friendly mode. It's even better. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember when we streamed it, uh, the weirdest thing I remember was draining a ball and just hearing Meeseeks yell out, their failures are your own old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and really just started dying. So yeah. I got to give it to Rick and Morty. Oh my God. I, I can understand why that is a great choice. I mean, they've borrowed so much from the show, but also the fact that the show participated in the development of it, um, I think was just an added bonus and it really adds to, to creating that environment, but creating something new. So it's not just things from the show, which would have been great, but it adds a, a special level, I think, um, to the call outs and to the creativity. So nice choice. All yeah, right. Uh, like with the dimensions. I just remember that too. Like whenever you go to the different dimensions and I think it actually does call out when you go to the TNA zone. And Rick and Morty, yeah. Because we found that when we were streaming it, too. We found the random dimension, which was for Total Nuclear Annihilation. And, I, I love it. I love it. It's all the things. It's so all the things. 
All right. Next category. I don't know if you're going to pick it or not, but for best music and sound. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, Guns N' Roses, 100%. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not even a Guns N' Roses fan. So like going into knowing that Jersey Jack was putting out a Guns N' Roses machine, because like, you know, everyone knew a long time ago, we're just waiting for that like October date of like finding out, finding it out for real. Like I was like, you know what? I don't like Guns N' Roses, but I love Jersey Jack. So I'm going to give this game like the full, like the ability to wow me without feeling like I don't like Guns N' Roses. And you know what? Some of those songs, I like them now because of that game. Um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't like Guns N' Roses, yeah. <laughs> the band, but I'll, I'll go with Rick and Morty. Uh, I love the music of that table. A lot, mostly the just bass. the bass. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> the, the amount. I mean, I wish Spooky would turn it down just a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bass fiend, so I, I'll go with Rick and Morty. Nice, nice, nice. I love it. Best rules. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna keep going down the line, Lauren. I'm sorry, but it's Guns N' Roses for me too. Okay, it is. <laughs> what is it about the rule set that you like about Guns N' Roses? I like the rule set of Guns N' Roses because it is easy. It's easy enough to understand what you need to do, like collect the band members and start a song. That's easy enough. And then once you want to get even more involved in like the song, like playing the songs, then you can get into like figuring out what part is the highlighted like um, instrument at that time. And then you shoot that and then you can get further into it with like, um, then you can get into the tour multi-balls and, and all of those sorts of things. I personally am not a big rule set person. I don't dive really deep into rule sets. Um, but for that game specifically, I've read as much as I could, but the rules are really, really deep <laughs> if you get like really far into it. So for the rules that I am aware of, um, I really like that rule set personally. Um, I think that your answer is going to be different though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> um, it's a hard one. I'll actually go the weird route and I'll pick Avengers. Uh, you, you know what? Like, I've heard, I think, I think we had Avengers from a few people on the show so far. So it's been mixed, but uh, Avengers has cropped up. So what is it that you like about the rule set for Avengers, maybe in comparison to like GNR? So for like the casual player, I think it was, it was the easiest one for me to figure out which one to go to next with the shots, like Thor multi balls right there. Your skill shot, you'll get it no matter what. If you just plunge it, you'll get Black Panther. And it was very easy to figure out where to shoot for with the uh, battle modes that they had on Avengers for like facing Ebony Maw, you know, and all those people. So I'll pick that. Honorable mention would probably be Stranger Things for the uh, the limited edition, only because it has the uh, the light up ramps that actually show you where to shoot. That is nice. I have seen that. That is actually really nice. And I I just talked about it last show, listeners. The code update, I know, has added a lot to Stranger Things. haven't played it with the new code, but I've heard um, all goodness. Yeah, the multiple updates to the code in Stranger Things makes it so much better. Um, I remember playing it when it first came out, and we, like, we wanted to like it. But we kept just like getting hosed and we like the scoring was so low and it was such a quick game. It was like, I don't know how many more dollars I can put into this game without like wanting to throw it. 
So once they updated the code, I gave it another try. And I was like, okay, this is actually fun. And now it's even more fun. So honorable mention for that, for sure. Yeah, especially <laughs> with the Demigorgon bomb. Yeah. They have yeah, now, yeah. Which is really cool because I am absolute trash at trying to get it into the Demigorgon. <laughs> so I, I'm happy that they're like, have one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Best theme. This isn't the theme integration question. This is just straight up theme. What is your 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 pick? Just theme. Just theme. I really did like the idea of turtles. I was excited about the theme of turtles. And that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> Man, people people hate on that game so hard. I was really excited about it. We were both really excited about the game. Theme. It got it got both of us like, oh man, this is gonna be cool. I think it's gonna be the same route of Stranger Things though. So. Once it gets a, a new code update, it'll probably so. be a lot more fun. Uh yeah, I would probably pick Turtles too, but for theme, I'm going Hot Wheels. Nice, I, nice. I love Hot Wheels. I love having the loop de loop ramp, you know, that's in there. And uh, the whole thing just looks really cool to me. I so. love it. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's been a lot of love for Hot Wheels. I can't wait to play one. That's one of the few I haven't played. And I, I want to. So uh, I know Rebecca and Jordan of Fliptronic are like trying to like get me back up to Austin, you know, when we're not like, you know, in COVID times. But hopefully someday. Um, but no, nice choices. All right. Next category. Best artwork. That's a hard one. There's been, there's been a lot of good ones this year. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is just me. I would have to say it's between Turtles and Guns N' Roses. This one for best artwork, I would have to say. And if I were to pick one of the two, I would have to go with my childhood and pick Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> for uh, best artwork, even though it is a lot on that play. There's so much art that's just everywhere you look, there's something different to look at. So I'll probably, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Turtles. I, I'm gonna go with with Guns N' Roses only because like when you really look at everything on that play field, there is so much detail going on on the game, um, and especially with the different art packages and and the metal, like the different colors of uh, powder coating and things like that. Like uh, I just really like I just really like it. I love looking at it. <laughs> Do I love it? No, I love it. I think those are, are great choices. All right, just a few more best play field layout. There's lots of like thoughtful <laughs> stranger things. I uh, really do like the play field layout of stranger things. It feels comfortable. It feels like I know it <laughs> because everyone says it's like attack from Mars and everything else. Um, I really like that play field layout. I don't like a whole lot of stuff in the front or in the, the early parts of the play field. I like everything back. So it's actually pretty interesting as to why I like guns and roses so much. Cause that one ramp that's like right there by your like left flipper um, I should hate that game. Like if you're looking at all the games that I love. Um, but I do like Stranger Things because everything is back. And so like you have that space in your play field. Yeah, I'll go Stranger Things too. Um, as much as I love the artwork of Turtles, it is incredibly distracting from all the stuff that you have to do with it. And Stranger Things layout is just perfect for any player to go up to play it. I think yeah. I mean your main demigorgon, you know where it is. Like you know where every shot is that you need to hit. There's no second guessing with it. So stranger things for sure. Nice choice. Nice choice. Best theme integration. Guns and Roses. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is the full it's experience of, of a band pin. Like it's everything that you would want to do uh, playing a band pinball machine. Like 
It's got all of the people like playing the instruments. It's got instruments in it. The little like um, hi-hats and cymbals on the pop bumpers, like so freaking cool. Um, and then also like it, the guitar picks that spin and light up and like, it's just, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, Guns N' Roses gets that <laughs> nod for me too. It is, it's literally the perfect band, like you said, it's the perfect yeah. band pen. Yeah, um, it's what you would want whenever you play any type of band thing for it to be. And I mean, when we played uh, Led Zeppelin, it was kind of a letdown because you wanted it to be just like Guns N' Roses. I think it's the best Stern band pin that they've put out, though. Oh, absolutely, I agree with that for sure. Like, we love Led get. Zeppelin. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> We loved Led Zeppelin. <laughs> but uh, as far as like theme integration, you know, that concert feel, even if you don't like Guns N' Roses, you're going to be dancing. Every time we play, yeah. we see someone like who's on the machine and they just start immediately bopping. You know, they're just vibing with the machine. Yeah, and you can't that, help it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's there's there's no beating it. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, I just I literally just watched the Electric Bat Arcade Cage stream um led zeppelin today and i hadn't had a chance to watch a stream yet so it was so fun i'm gonna give a shout out to kale um with his uh good times and dad bods shout like and then every <laughs> shot remains the same with somebody else from the chat i was dying um because there was a lot of chat about you know it being a dad rock pin and then we went to dad bods it was it was very entertaining i I liked the pin more than I thought I would. Again, not playing it, just watching it in a stream, um, watching, you know, there were different levels of people playing and I enjoyed it. But when I'm looking at like the Guns N' Roses stream, yeah, there's just like, it is like a fully immersive concert experience. I mean, it, I'm not necessarily taking anything away from Led Zeppelin because it looks cool. And I'm like, mm, you know, I'm excited to play it. But compared to Guns N' Roses, it's just like, wow, there's a, there's a big like step indifference between yes. the two so yeah, guns and roses is a show and the other ones you're just playing an album yeah it really is yeah and i think what's cool about guns and roses and you'll probably agree with me too back is that no matter which version of it you get it's still the same feeling yeah like obviously the limited is going to be like this in your face light shows all the over collectors the place is actually the, the collectors yeah, yeah the collectors um which has everything else in it but even if you get the standard version of it you're still like so into the game like you can't help but not keep playing it well yeah because helicon got the the limited first um and then it got moved and they got a standard in and the only thing missing in my opinion was just the third level because it doesn't the standard doesn't have that but it did not take away from the gameplay at all like you like we haven't played the limited in what a couple of months and i don't feel bad about not playing it's not like oh i'm missing that piece it's just like yeah. and in guns and roses you get booed out of your freaking mode <laughs> <laughs> And that has happened to me a couple of times and you're just like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes you want to play more though yes. too. Like that, I mean, that's cool. Like I don't need the bass guitar on the left side to have a good time mm -hmm. on Guns N' Roses, but I do need the Doctor Strange thing to come out oh whenever I want to play yes. Avengers because that's such a cool thing to see, you know, where it just puts it in that little subway yep. down there. Yep. So yeah. I, I love it. I love it. All right. So I, I don't know what you're going to pick because while you guys have been heavy team guns and roses, it hasn't been everything. What is your game of the year choice for a Twitty? Is it? Guns is and roses, it? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get enough of that game. Like if like every time that we go to Helicon to stream, it doesn't matter what game we're streaming. I will go play that game. And we have gone there not streaming and played that game for an hour. Like there's no other game that I can say that I've spent that much time on putting my own money into a game. 
<laughs> like it's 100% my game of the year. No questions. I know that it's not yours, but it is mine. And I love that game so much. <laughs> yeah, I no, I, I, that is definitely not my game of the year. <laughs> not at all. Um, all right, Jordan. My game of the year, Hot Wheels. Nice, nice. Uh, what What is it that really, you like about Hot Wheels? See, I don't, I don't understand why like no one wants Hot Wheels. It's no, a, yeah. okay. no. I'm not. I'm First not, of all, I'm not like that. knocking. It is. I will say Hot Wheels was in my top three. Like it was, it was in my top yeah. three choices. It, I, it was not my number one, but it was in my top three. It looks fun. Like, and I said this with Rebecca and the other Rebecca and Jordan. <laughs> I was like, it looks like they integrated to me. They integrated the theme real well. It, it looks like a lot of fun. It didn't necessarily grab me because I wasn't super into Hot Wheels as a kid, but mm-hmm. I can see like, it looks fun. Like it looks like a lot of fun. Um, it looks like a lot of fun to flip. And I was like, you know, I could totally be into this. So, but that was my take. What is your take, Jordan? Why is Hot Wheels for you game of the year? Uh, just like you said, theme integration. Um, I love the, when it first came out, seeing everybody put their own Hot Wheels into the game to spin around. That was cute. Kind of give you a reason for still having them. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember when we streamed it, we got the, uh, the red line multi-ball for the first time. And I thought I broke the machine. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Everything's red. And then it came up with all this fire, and I was immediately hooked from that on. And even when it's broken, I'll still put quarters into it to play. Like, I'll figure out a way to make it work. Uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Oh, I, I loved your choices. I think that, you know, Gun- I wasn't shocked. I was like, somebody here is going to say Guns and Roses, but well, maybe they will surprise me. But I love it because we really haven't had anybody on the show um, that had experience with it. And I talked a little bit about this off off the air. Um, what is it that you two love so much about Guns and Roses? I mean, we've talked about the integration. We've talked about the music call outs, like the fact that it has like every bell and whistle. Like it seems like they threw everything in there, but the sink. Um, and we'll start with you back. Like, Walk us through it. Like, what is it about the game besides the things we talked about that you just really love so much? Um, the biggest thing about that game that I cannot get enough of. So I'm also a competitive person. And while I'm not a gambler, <laughs> um, I am not a gambler. I, I like the adrenaline rush of like making a good choice or like working towards something and then getting a payout. So when you're playing a song on Guns N' Roses and you're choosing to like add a ball and continue or cash out that jackpot and you have worked your rear end off through a whole song and not gotten booed and then you get <laughs> in the and you see that jackpot up there of like, I get to cash out a 9 million point jackpot and you get to smash that button. <sighs> oh my gosh. I remember that from stream. Like I remember that feeling of just, I got like a full body adrenaline rush from like just playing this pinball machine. Like I've never had that feeling playing any other game in my whole entire life. And I think that's why I'm so hooked on it. It feels like gambling. Like it feels like you're like <laughs> gambling your points and gambling your, your mode or whatever. And then when you drain out of a song mode and you know what that, that jackpot would have been like, if you gamble the wrong way and you like keep going and then you drain, it just drains you. Wow. <laughs> Uh, it really does. <laughs> oh my god, it does. I remember that's happened to me a bunch of times where like you're getting up to the 7 million, 12 million range mm-hmm. for your bonus, and then it just goes down the left out lane. Yep. Almost want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely sad dab for sure. <laughs> sad dab. We'll talk sad dab a little later on, folks. It's the bestest. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'm so excited. I got some some deets on like 
again, nobody here has played Guns N' Roses. I definitely locally, we don't have anything. And everybody I've had on the show for the past couple of months, like, oh no, I haven't played it yet. So I was so excited to have you guys on the show because I've seen you stream it. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes. And I liked your choices. I felt like while there was much GNR love, but the love was definitely spread around because you guys did have make some other choices. So I, I like it. I, I liked your choices. So well done, you guys. And listeners, I promise this will be the last review of the Twippies. And we're going to like shut it down for January. But they are amazing. We're going to talk more about the show here in a bit. But if you still haven't voted in the Twippies, you could totally vote for Jordan and Beck for the Hurry Up Challenge. These other amazing categories, because I literally only went through like about less than half. There are so many categories. But uh uh, Jordan Beck are nominated for uh, Best YouTube Channel, and uh, they are one of many, and I love y'all's show. We're going to talk about it here in a bit. If you want to vote, guys, if you haven't voted yet, you have until the end of January. Twippies.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. And I love the fact that they gave you the option to do one, two, three this year. I think that that's so awesome because it's always, always so hard. I'm like, I can't pick just one. So, but now if I'm like, if I give a second and a third, I'm like, I don't feel so bad. So yeah. <laughs> I feel okay about it. So, um, so, so moving from Twippies, um, something else that kind of rolled out that I thought was really neat. Drew and Ian from the uh, Poor Man's Pinball podcast have put together a little venture and I'm kind of excited about it. And, and I want to talk to you guys about it because I know that you guys own a, a few pins and I own a few pins. So I was kind of like, I don't know if I would do this or not, but I find it completely fascinating. So they have done a business called Pin Swap. And their website is pinswaprentals.com. And what it is, is that they want to make renting pinball machines easier. So when you own a pinball machine, obviously for, for the folks out there that own one, you know, it's kind of a massive investment. I mean, yes, you could, you know, buy something for $500, but usually you've got a couple of grand sunk into a machine. And during COVID times, a lot of people want to rent machines because we can't go play the newest machine at the car- arcade most of the time. So there have been a lot of um, rental companies kind of coming in. A lot of the coin operators are, are pulling them from locations and, you know, renting them out to, to private homes. And what uh, Ian and Drew are kind of doing the back end part of it, which is the insurance part. Cause so they're going to develop like this kind of clearinghouse location where you can, everybody that has a pin can go post their pin. And then if, if you, you don't have to pay to post, but if you, your pin gets rented, then I believe they get a cut of whatever the rental fee is. And then they also cover your pinball machine for up to $10,000, which I think is pretty rad because then you don't have to worry about all of that paperwork on the back end. Um, what do you guys think about that? Would you do something like that? Would you rent out your pinball machines to, I, I would assume like not strangers, but strangers. Cause it's different when you're just putting it on the interwebs. Yeah, I um I probably wouldn't rent my own games out only because I only have two and they're my babies. Same. Um, but I would definitely rent a game. Like uh there were some rentals going around in Pittsburgh early uh COVID times last year. Um and I wasn't in a position then to do it because uh, I didn't have enough space in my house. Um, but I would definitely rent a game if there was an option to because I would love to have something that I could just swap out once in a while. Like that'd be great. Yeah, I would love that too. Um I like to be able to have the variety, you know, like being confined to one pin in your house is cool because you don't have to go to an arcade, especially nowadays to go and play, but the ability to rent something and bring maybe your favorite pin or one that you want to try out to your house. That sounds awesome. And uh, yeah, we got to play on somebody's rented pin early in COVID. I think it was what, like July or August. We went over to Jim's. Yeah. Yeah. He was renting a Deadpool and we got to play his, he got a a limited edition Deadpool that we got. Nice. Yeah. 
I think it's a neat idea. You know, I, I think I'm in your, your camp back. Like I have two machines. I don't think I would put them on route to like, like, you know, I don't think I put them to rent, but um, I have rented like locally the guy, Mike, hi, Mike, he's renting out his machines. Um, you know, I just, I, I want to talk to him about it because I'm interested to hear his take on it since he actually does rent his machines out. You know, how hard is it on the back end? I just think this is a cool thing that they've put together. Uh, well done, guys. I will put a link in the show notes to their website so you guys can check it out. And if that's something you're interested in doing, you can reach out and contact them. But I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. I was like, nice job, guys. I was like, this is something different. So uh, I'm always interested in, in pinball themed businesses and like different like things that people have that they're involved in the pin world, but you know, my business is this and it's pinball related. I'm like, well done you. I didn't think about that. Good job. I was like thinking like, how could I like work like in my hobby? <laughs> like, so I could quit my like regular, like muggle job. I was like, how do I do that? How do I do like, how do I make that work? That's like my dream. So well done Drew and Ian. Cause you totally found a way to do it. I love it. Well done. All right. Moving out of news. So I mentioned you guys, Twippy nominated YouTube channel. So let's let's kind of step back. Earlier last year, you guys came up with this YouTube show called the Hurry Up Challenge. For folks who have not seen your show, explain to them how that works. Because I find like your premise absolutely fascinating. I was like, that's the bestest idea ever. I was like, oh, I was like, good job. So uh, run our listeners through it. How does the show work? Sure. Um, so the show works in that um, Jordan likes to interview people and I like to play pinball. So we decided to come up with a show where we incorporated both of those things together. Um, we had hoped that people would um, send in challenge videos to us. Um, you know, not we didn't tell them how to do it. But <laughs> we had to tell everyone how to do it. Um, the whole idea was for for people to like old school wrestling challenge us to a game of pinball. Um, and then what we would do is that um, they would have to play against me. And if they were up, like their score was above my score on ball one, then they would get 30 extra seconds to their interview time that started out at three minutes. Mm -hmm. So they automatically got three minutes. If after ball one, they were ahead of me, they got 30 seconds added. If they were below my score, then they got 30 seconds taken away. Same for ball two. Um, so they could be up to four minutes or down to two minutes. Um, and then for ball three, if they won the game, then they got an extra minute added included. Yeah, an extra minute. So mm -hmm. five minutes altogether that they could um, get for their interview time um, if they won the game. And if they lost against me all three balls, then they only got a minute and a half to talk about whatever they wanted to talk about. Um, so the idea was to get people that were not super into pinball incorporated into this environment because pinball people um, are better than me most of the time at playing pinball. <laughs> if you've watched the YouTube um, episodes, you'll notice that. Um, the one person that knew nothing about pinball, um, I was actually able to beat him, but that was it. <laughs> it's, it's all about being on camera and playing so that. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I was so nervous um, playing the first season. Um, but we started that in January. So we started filming... February of mm -hmm. last of 2020 um, with the idea of starting the episodes airing in March. So we tried to get ahead of um, ourselves so that we could kind of plan when the episodes are coming out. So we got four, five people mm -hmm. recorded before COVID hit. And we had one more person that I was really excited to get um, 
into the interview. And she's a business owner here in Pittsburgh uh, from San Francisco originally and has a really cool pinball story that we're going to keep for another time. But I didn't get her into the episodes because of COVID. Um, But we were able to get five episodes out uh, before everything shut us down. Yeah, I mean, it was a really cool concept to be able to get people, like you said, who aren't in the pinball because I mean, everybody has a story, you know, the, the local baker may have been, you know, a starting point guard for the nets at one point and you just never knew it. So the cool part of being able to bring pinball to people who are not in the pinball community and also get, you know, local news out to people and different events was such a cool thing that, that we were able to do. And we're so sad that it happened right as soon as the pandemic happened. Yeah, it was, it was a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, a terrible time for sure. I, I actually, you know, it just rotten luck with COVID with, with so many things. I I'm excited to kind of see where you guys take it once we are not in a pandemic. Um, I thought the premise was neat because I, I think that, and that's one of the challenges I, with this podcast, I always try to have, I, I do have a lot of my friends on and yes, we get to know each other pretty well, but I like to have new people, like meet new people that even though we're cre- they're tangentially, tangentially, I'm trying to use a fancy word and that didn't work out, but um, they're kind of linked pinball in some way, but I want to hear new stories. And I love the, the fact that you guys kind of went outside the box and told not necessarily, you know, people from Papa or like, you know, like, you didn't go to those traditional people, which you guys have many, many of in Pittsburgh. Um, it would have been easy to kind of go to the well, but you guys thought outside the box, which I really, really liked. And I like the I like the premise of it. Hopefully, when when COVID is over, you can do do more of these things. It was super super fun. Yeah, we're we're actually what? in the process of planning out season two. Yay! All mapped out. And yeah. So the one thing that I was um, not like mad about, but something that I wanted to be super aware of for second season was that we had. Mostly, so we had all all men the first season, except for one who was oh Christy. Mm-hmm. Christy was part of it, but the last person was another woman, and we wanted to do the second season of like mostly women and only like one or two guys, um, because like, we have so many um, like musicians and um, like political activists and things like that in Pittsburgh that would just be like the best to have on because they have like such cool stories. Um, but that's definitely still slated for when we can. Season two is basically going to be the same premise as season yeah. one, but we wanted to get number one, a lot more diversity into the show. Um, I mean, you can look at us and tell we're pretty diverse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we also wanted to get uh, a lot different, you know, walks of life into it as well. Like we had a couple band people, uh wrestling trainer for professional wrestling. Fun. Um, it was the other one. We had the Renata owner of Helicon, <laughs> yeah, and Grenadian Myers. So we want we would love to get a couple people who you know tattoo artists, you know activists, like she said. Any anyone can be on the show. Anyone can play pinball. Anyone can come on the show. We just got to see how good you are at a promo. I would love to get you to cut a promo today at some point <laughs> <laughs> to get on the show. That would be awesome. Oh my god! I you. Know- a challenge accepted. I am in the process of moving right now, but challenge accepted. I I would love to come on the show. Um, yeah. and, and even though I own a pinball podcast, I am trash at pinball. It's like like whenever like people are like, oh my goodness, and then I play. And I'm like, look away, look away. Same. What's funny though is um is like you wouldn't really think it, but once you get into that aspect of just talking with people before you start playing. All that stuff goes away. Like we had a lot of people who were like, I'm so nervous yes. to go on to this. And we would just talk to them as we're setting up. 
And then next thing you know, we're all cracking up and laughing as we're filming. And I mean, the episode showed itself where everyone's just having a genuinely fun time. Yeah. On it. And yeah. everyone loves the multi-ball challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. seen the multi-ball challenge. So explain that to our listeners. Yeah. So at the end of like, after we interview the person, uh, the challenge, there is the lightning round or the multi-ball challenge where we went on to a guardians of the galaxy because you can start the quills quest mode with two balls. Right. So we would, I, we put together like 50 random questions. Like, do you like tacos or pizza? Um, it was like, are you, are you a winter or a spring? (laughs) Just trying to throw people off with like just random questions while they're trying to play close quest. And so we started timing as soon as the ball save went away. And then we timed for as long as they kept the, uh, the, the game going till they drained and they couldn't hold the balls. (laughs) They could not hold the balls at all. Like they had Mm -hmm. to keep flipping. Um, And so we were just trying to throw them off with all those questions. Yeah, you see, you see the true skill of a player when they're trying to figure out whether like their egg scrambled or sunny side yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> you just see them like, wait, what? Click, yeah. click, and then one drains. <laughs> like, oh, no. Or like we asked Chris, like who his celebrity doppelganger was, and he was like, I love. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. What it is, but I, love I, I think he said. <laughs> So yeah, it, that that was probably the the most fun part of it, just because it's goofy and people have to like react in the moment, which is always fun to see. It and is, and there's there's when I watch you guys interview, particularly you, Jordan. Like I know you're kind of driving the interview, but um, there's like chemistry, like not only between the two of you, but you do make your um, interviewees feel real comfortable. It, like it it comes through. Like I enjoy that aspect of it because sometimes you get somebody in and they're real nervous and sometimes it's hard to like cut through that but I feel like everybody kind of like you know they had a beer or like whatever like oh we're feeling good all right <laughs> let's go let's do this and, and it's, just, it's so much fun and I want to ask you Jordan a five minute interview is pretty pretty easy in the sense of like okay I got five minutes but like a one or two minute interview that's kind of hard like how, like to make sure that you know the person there is like getting everything they want to say out and then you like as an interviewer like okay. I <laughs> need to ask my questions as quickly as possible. It's almost like the clock game on The Price is Right. It helps having a background in news because uh, like I work in news. So I'm used to interviewing people for quick, you know, sound bites and stuff like that. And it's, it's really interesting. You would think that a minute 30 interview would go by super quick, but then we've had a couple instances. Like we had one who had a minute 30 and we ran out of stuff to talk yeah. about. <laughs> and we're like, you still got 30 seconds. He's like, oh, uh, well, oh, uh, uh. so um, it's it's all about just letting the person talk. You know, if you know if they go over, there's editing. But we didn't have to edit anything. Yeah, so, we didn't have to edit anything. So something about the Hurry Up Challenge episodes is that we did not edit those um, interviews at all. Like I mm-hmm. had a timer and we just like were like, all right, let's go. And like, there was no editing. We had to stop one interview because we got a little stuck because someone was very nervous. Um, we had to like uh, stop it and then restart. But when once that started, there's no editing. Like it's just a full like one minute and 30 seconds go, five minutes go, whatever it well, is. I mean, the show itself is basically improv. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, like there's no planning whenever we do the show. Like we have a set, we're going to film the game here. We're going to do the lightning round and we're going to do the interview. But talking to them, everything that happens is totally unique and genuine when it's happening. So if they stumble in an interview, you know, eventually we would end up restarting it. But if they stumble, that's 
part of life. We we had some like redirecting questions though. Like we we would be prepared just so that like if someone was like having a like trouble figuring out what they were going to say, like there were some questions that we were like ready yeah. for to like yeah, like the why are you here? You know, why did you come here? What do you want to talk about? And then from there, you just branch out to okay, well, why did you want to do that? Why do you run a wrestling promotion in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> why? You know, what made you want to get into that? And then just just having a conversation after that. I, I love it. I love it so much. Side side conversation off the air. I dated a dude that went to wrestling school. I also found out that there was such a thing as wrestling school. There's like a wrestling school here in San Antonio. And that, my friends, oh, was yeah. a very interesting date. Let me tell you. <laughs> fact, I'm actually a professional wrestler. Why? We are, we are very uh, I, unique individuals. I love it. I love it. Like when he told me, I'm like, because um <laughs> listeners uh sean michaels is from like this area and he has a wrestling school here in san antonio or like the hill country area at least he did back back in the olden times when i went on the state um but i was just like he was like well i'm doing this job right now but you know i'm in school and i'm like expecting him to say oh like are you going to school for like nursing whatever he's like no i'm in wrestling school and i'm like what is that, <laughs> that, that a thing like i mean he was a big dude i was like uh and he was like very like serious about it so i was like wow like I, like i've learned so much today <laughs> but i um so fast forward to current spouse and he's super into wrestling so he like breaks it down for me he's like oh this is so and so i was like you know this is like just like a soap opera right he's like shh he's like don't talk to me he's like so, but then i get sucked in i'm like who's that dude and i'm like who's that guy why is he throwing the chair <laughs> And I'm like, I've gotten very much into this saga. And I'm like, and then I'm very proud when I actually like know like who a few of them are. Like, I was like, I know that guy that I was like, that's John Cena. And my husband's just like, you're so sad. You're so (laughs) sad. I was like, I know who he is. I know. Uh, But I love that. I think we're going to be friends, y'all. Like, like super duper friends. Because y'all are awesome. Y'all are super cool. So, okay. We have hurry up challenge you you have a season you've done the things and COVID want want like kind of stopped the season so you guys uh pivot and go start streaming on twitch which is where i started like really following you guys is on twitch and then i went back and watched the season y'all are hysterical like legit <laughs> hysterical i like died laughing like of all your streams so was it just like, hey, we want to still play pinball and like do our creative thing and you were streaming? I'm like, how did that come along with the Twitch channel? Man, when COVID hit, I mean, both of us, so I'm in two bands and Jordan's in a band, Jordan Russell's. And so I'm sure that you could probably put two and two together that we're kind of performers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so losing all of that was just kind of like, oh God, like, what do we do now? Like, there's no way that we can go long-term without like some sort of creative outlet. So, you know, everyone knows Dead Flip. So, you know, we started kind of like looking more into what he did. And then, um, you know, we just started the Twitch channel just as like having Twitch and, you know, starting to watch Twitch on a regular basis of like, who are these people? You know, we got into Buffalo Pinball because they have all of the guides online, the same with Dead Flip, but kind of like how to get started. And so like looking at Dead Flip stuff, looking at Buffalo Pinball stuff, and then like actually watching pinball streams for the first time. I had never watched a pinball stream before May of 2020. 
So like uh, starting to watch, we love pinball on the pinball network, um, pride pinball. Um, and then some friends that started streaming around the same time as us, like mutter futter, um, and that for now. Um, but just like, we decided that we were going to do a thing. Um, we started streaming on pinball FX three without cameras or anything, like just streaming the gameplay. Um, and then after I did enough, well, what I thought was enough research, um, I bought the, uh, basic stuff that we needed for pinball streaming, incorporating some of my music stuff, like my microphone stands as our camera stands. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got all of that together and, um, you know, did a first stream, I think on, on counterforce. counterforce yeah. Counterforce was the first stream that we did. Um, and then immediately we were like, well, we have access to all the games at Helicon Brewing because uh, Chris Myers uh, that owns all the games there is a good friend of mine. And then we're also friends with the owner, Chris Brunetti. Um, and he let us come and was our first stream there. What was it? Our first stream there was, it was, was it turtles? I don't think that it was. That was our first big stream there, but we started streaming on location, um, which is a whole other level of like insanity. Like people that stream at home on their own, like Wi-Fi and their own like whole situation with their lighting and everything else. Uh, that's like the easiest part of streaming is like with your home network and everything. We stream on location like more than half the time and there is just always stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are people walking around. They're trying to talk to you while you're trying to set up. Like the Wi-Fi isn't isn't strong enough. The lighting because there's there's like lights coming down that's causing all sorts of glare. Um, microphone issues. Like the, lights falling. Oh, lights falling. <laughs> like it's just there's just so many different things that can go wrong streaming on location. Um, but I think from doing the show, like kind of improv and things like that, we can just roll with the punches like really well. Yeah. We're used to people <laughs> randomly coming over going, Hey, what are you in filming over there? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a camera. We're on the air right now. Those are always the funnest moments though, when you just have like kind of just randomness and it, before COVID, you know, dead flip, you know, he, you'd see him like in bars and on location and things before he had a studio. And it was always this like fun, like random person at the bar, just kind of wandering through like, okay. So yep. I, I think it adds like kind of a, a bit of fun, but I think from a, like a setup standpoint, yeah, I would definitely like that adds a whole nother like element. You're like, Oh, what's going to happen today. So, uh, especially from like the, mm -hmm. you know, lighting and Wi-Fi challenge. I mean, like Wi-Fi just is always just such a big issue. So I, I love that. And you guys are so funny. Like that's why I made the prices right reference because I remember you guys had the cliffhanger <laughs> name oh, and I God. like freaking love, <laughs> let me tell you like, Y'all, um, listeners, my, my day job is as a trainer, and I have literally worked the, the cliffhanger yodeling song into a presentation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got, right. like, some looks like, Lauren, that's not super professional. I was like, it's fine. Stop it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you guys, like, that that's one of the, the fun things I love about watching your stream. Like, where does all that come from? Is it just you guys just riffing and having a good time? Like there's so much that you guys add to like different elements to your stream. And and that's kind of like, it's very much um, like if for those listeners, um, laser Lose, like I think when I watch you guys, I think a lot about his stream. Um, there's so much going on and I just love it. I'm like, Oh, it's just like feast for the eyes and all the senses. W where do you guys come up with this stuff? Wait, Is no. it just the magic that is Jordan and that? It's, it's usually just random events that happen that we find hilarious and then we just keep going with it. 
Yeah, a lot of things come through chat. So like the mm. people that watch us, our friends, like they just show up and tell us to do things and we just do them. <laughs> um, you know, we have our Frankenberry mask and now we have a- Oh my God. Oh, the Frankenberry um, mask. I saw yeah. that and I was like, <laughs> I was, I literally wrote like, I was like, Frank, I wrote on y'all's notes, Frankenberry, because I was like slightly like disturbed. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, there's a sensual song and dance going on with Frankenberry. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about any of this anymore. Supposed to feel loved. But is, I don't. I don't know if I'd go necessarily to loved. But no, I wouldn't either. At all, really, you know, yeah. Um, that, that was just sitting around my house the one day, and like I just like put it on for a stream, and then it became one of our emotes now on Twitch. Um, which we update for the seasons. Mm -hmm. um, and then now we have the Paul Bearer mask as well that Jordan gifted me for Christmas. <laughs> Paul Bearer, the uh, manager, um, he is now part of the stream as well. <laughs> yeah, like no, it came from our buddy Mutter, yep. uh, who's helped us out immensely with our show too. He was, uh, they were very great with the troubleshooting whenever we oh first started. Gosh. And because um, we had lots of troubles. Yeah, <laughs> lots of troubles that made us want to shoot them <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of the things, you know, it's all about listening to people and the community that we're trying to build. And we're all friends with everybody. We try to include everybody. And being goofy is our number one favorite thing to do. Yeah. It's it's super goofy, but it's super fun. I like literally like laughed my you know what off. I was just like every time I watch you guys, I'm like they're hilarious. I'm like oh my god. I'm like uh, my favorite, and we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Like sad dab. Like where did that come from? Like I, I mean, I know, obviously know where that's from, but I'm just like I was like you guys are always doing sad dab, and I'm like oh. just like, start laughing. Oh, it, it's it's grown, but uh. Wow, now I'm trying to think about it. It came from Mutter. Yeah, that was Mutter. It came from Mutter Fetter. Again, our friend Derek and Jord, another Jord that streams. Um, <laughs> they were uh, some of the first ones that would show up. And that was the first time that happened was on one of our on-location streams. Right. It was just make, they just wanted us to dab. Yeah. Like that's all it was. But then it became a sad dab because I double crossed Jordan after he was uh, messing with me on a couple of games of roller games. Um, I finally got him back for stealing my multi balls got on me roller back. games. You sabotaged me. I did. I sabotaged him. And <laughs> it was super spicy. Super it, spicy. Was. Mm, it was. It was very spicy. This, was and he deserved it. Dabs. I did. He <laughs> deserved it. I, I did. <laughs> well, maybe. Okay, I did. <laughs> I totally did. But yeah. Has there been like a moment like through all of your streams that like one just, just stands out to you? Like, I love this particular stream or I loved this particular show. I think the one, so we, so when we first started our first like big jump into Twitch was the week of replay because we had the whole week off because we were really hoping that COVID wasn't going to be as bad as it was and it's terrible and everything got canceled, but we kept our days off because we were like, you know, we'll get real good at streaming. We'll go on location at Helicon and we went to Pinball PA and we streamed at home and I think the the moment that like it felt like we were doing a thing was when we um, got to unbox the new Turtles game, the new uh, Turtles game in July. Um, we got to unbox the LE mm -hmm. and we like did the whole setup. We had all of our lights. It was like the worst stream setup ever because all of our stuff was like just not working really well. But we had like one of our phones set up to be a mobile camera to be able to like 
go into the box with Chris Brunetti, who has taken everything out. And like we had our setups and was able to like transition between the unboxing to the live stream. Um, and there were lots of people around us that were really like, oh, what's going on here sort of thing. Um, and that to me was like the moment that I was like, this is it. Like I am having so much fun with this. And there were so many people in chat that were also like really excited about what we were doing. Um, and again, as a performer, like you just want that sort of like, feeling of like people are liking what I'm doing right now. This is awesome. Um, so that to me was like the first moment there have been other ones, but that was like the first one. I love it. Jordan, would you agree? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with the, uh, the turtles one. Cause that was, that was just such a crazy day with our turtle outfits that we had. Yeah. I would say hot mess. Mm-hmm. Which one would you hot say? Wheels. Hot wheels. Oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Hot wheels was, was a huge moment for us. Um, we were one of the first ones, if not the first, to stream Hot Wheels whenever it first came out and having American Pinball in our chat out of nowhere, which we didn't, I don't even think we knew they were coming. They, they just, reposted our post on yeah. Facebook, like right before we went live. So we didn't even know what was going on. And like Michael from American Pinball and the game designer was in chat and Deadflip was in chat. And we were just like, that was our first <laughs> week of streaming too. And we were just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was it was insane. Not only to be able to have that moment with our friends, but to have that feeling of success. Like you know, we're just starting out. We thought this was just going to be something small, and now all these people are coming in and watching this, and it, it's it's just been a blast from then. I love it so much. Well, congratulations to both of you, not only for your Twippy nomination, much well-deserved, um, but for everything that's going on. And I can't wait to see the next season of not only like Hup Challenge, the YouTube show, but also Hup Challenge, the stream. It is so much fun watching you guys. For our listeners, when do you guys stream? Like, well, I know you guys have a new schedule now. Uh, our new schedule now is Mondays at 6 p.m. and Wednesdays at noon. Both of those are on Twitch. And Eastern time. Eastern time. Yeah, I always forget that part. Eastern time. (laughs) I know. I do the same thing. And it's so sad. I can never figure out what like time zone like other people are in. Like I have to use the time zone converter. It's really sad, y'all. I I should know better (laughs) by now. We have one last part of the show. And I hope you guys will have some fun with this. We have Inside the Pinball Arcade. It is a QA and a designed for our listeners to find out more about you and your pinball mind. Are you ready to play? I'm so ready. Bring it. (laughs) Yes. All right. Question number one, what game do you love? And we'll start with you, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, The champion pub. Nice. What is it that you like about that? I don't know if we've ever had champion pub as a a game that you love. Not that it's not lovable, but that's a first. Uh, This sounds weird. I love punching things. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I the wrestling, but you know, I I, I, I really enjoy the, uh, the bar fight aspect of the game and, I remember being at replay. I know we keep going back to replay, but whenever Beck showed me this game and the uh, the guy spun around and started swinging at me, I immediately lost my mind. <laughs> so, this is so cool. What do I do? <laughs> so yeah, and from then, every time I get FX3, I always play it there. Anytime I, I find it. a machine, I'm putting like 15 bucks into it. So. <laughs> All right, Beck, what game do you love? Monster Bash. Nice, Absolutely. nice. It's it's so that is my ultimate game of like of everything because I just think that the theme and the gameplay is so on point with that game. Like I love the Universal Monsters and I love band stuff. So like them being in a band playing pinball, it's literally just me in a game. I love it. 
It is all the things. Monster Bash is awesome. It's it's definitely in my top 10. Nice choice. All right. Next question. Jordan, what game do you hate? Funhouse. <laughs> Raleigh Fun Palace. You found your soulmate here with Jordan. All right. With the, with the creepy clown, you found your soulmate. So what is it that I, you hate about Funhouse? I hate. I abhor Rudy. <laughs> I dislike him with a burning passion. He's terrifying. I don't know why people like him. <laughs> I hate Ruby. <laughs> oh my god! It terrifies me. I can't. I can't play Fun House. <laughs> I didn't need to think about that. No, it was just was fun like, house. Yeah, that was like literally. I, I kind of went to you because I was like, I wonder if he's going to have something. I was like, oh no, hot take. So, uh, Jordan, for your for your knowledge, our very first episode um, featured two ladies from the Houston Bells and Chimes. One of them, Rally Palace, and she that she literally hates it. She hates that game so much. And I sent her a sticker from Soft Plunge that had like the "Hello, my name is," and it was like, uh, and she was like, "Why would you do this to me?" I'm like, "I don't know. There's something wrong with me, but I hope you enjoy it." <laughs> They're gonna send pictures of them dressed up as Rudy to me yep. and just say, "I'm very unhappy with you." <laughs> no, do not, do not do that, please. Nice, awesome. Beck, game you hate? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? Why? Hate it. Hate it. <gasps> Poor turtles. Hate it. Yeah. What is it that you hate about turtles? Uh, everything. Uh, I don't, I can't <laughs> oh, stand the no. ramp on the right side right near the flipper. I don't like the ramp on the inside with the top flipper. Uh, I don't, I don't like any of it. There's nothing about that game that I find to be rewarding or fun or anything. And like I said earlier, I had high hopes. I was really excited about the theme. Hate the game. Hate it. Well, that's why I was like, you, but you said it best theme. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Um, what is your favorite sound package? And this can be uh, call-outs. This can be the soundtrack or music from a game. And we'll go with you, Beck. TNA. Yeah. Yeah. I That game, when it came out, and it, it was at Helicon, and playing it for the first time was like, whoa. Like, this, the song in it, the bass, like, just the full the full integration of that game with that sound package. Just love it. I love it. Yeah. No, excellent choice. Jordan? Uh, same. Uh, TNA. That that song, I have it on my Spotify. <laughs> I still listen to it while I drive. And, yep. um, yeah, that's, yeah, TNA. Yeah, I mentioned this last episode or the episode before. Um, I think it was with uh, our little flip, uh, Ella. Yeah, that I have the downloaded soundtrack on my phone. I It is the intro music, of course, to the show. So I, I, asked, I asked Scott, I was like, Scott, can, can I love your music so much. Can it be my intro music? He's like, sure. And I'm like, awesome. I totally got around like, you know, stupid, you know, music people. I was like, I have awesome music now. It's great. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, nice choices. Awesome. I'm giving you listeners, it's horrible podcasting right now, but I'm giving them a thumbs up. And, <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four What is your favorite art package? This can be back glass, play field, or side art. And we'll start with you, Beck. Um, so I am a huge fan of old Gottlieb's, like I mentioned, uh, Gordon Morrison. Uh, love, love, love. Um, so I absolutely adore Out of Sight and Far Out. So, nice. you know, the two and four player of that game. Um, quick side note, I have um, a pinball tattoo on my left arm of Roller Disco 2001 and Out of Sight, um, which were all created by Gordon Morrison. So big fan of his art. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. Oh, you've got a heart emoji right now. I love that. <laughs> All the things. All right, Jordan, favorite art package? 
Mm, I'll go with Wizard of Oz. Ooh, nice. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for all the rainbows that happen around the entire game. I love the house that spins around. I love seeing Dorothy get captured and, you know, seeing the, the thing ball. carry the ball up there. It, I, I love everything about Wizard of Oz. I love that. Nice choices. Nice choices. All right. Question number five. What is your grail pin? This is the pinball machine that you want to own above all others that is out there in the wild. Which machine would you like? And we'll go with you, Jordan. We can't say all of them. No, No, you have to pick one. (laughs) Um, Probably the champion pub. My holy grail that I want to own myself because I would play it all day. That are Hot Wheels. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so hard. <laughs> like, it would make sense to say the, your favorite game, the game that you love, right? Like, that's the one. But, but, Black Knight 2000. Ooh. I love Black Knight 2000 so much. Like, you've seen me play that game over and over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. Like, I can't get enough of that game. It just, it's so tough and so fun. And it talks back to you. And I love it. I love it. Nice, nice choices. I like that. All right. Next question. What is your favorite pinball event, tournament, or location to um, either attend and play in or just visit? And um, RIP Pinburg. Um, but we usually don't let people say Pinburg because it's always Pinburg. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you can say Pinburg if you want to. Let's see. So I, uh, so before COVID uh, in 2019, I got to go to the pinball hall of fame in Las Vegas. Um, and that was absolutely amazing. My dad had gone out there in like, I think it was 2002 or 2003. And he, so it wasn't even in the location that it's at now. And I know it's moving again, but he told me so much about it. He was so excited about it and absolutely loved being there. And then when I got to go there last year, um, I was there for like four hours. Like I would just like went up and down the Gottlieb rows, like just playing all the old wedge heads. And it was just like the coolest thing. And like the, the guys in there, like on his roller skates, like going around, like fixing the, like, it's just so fun. I had such a blast, but we, I try to, we try to go to pinball anywhere that we can, anywhere that we travel, like gotta find pinball. So going to Vegas, like I didn't even care about being in Vegas to gamble or anything else. Like I was like pinball hall of fame. Gotta go. So I love it. And and I have a comment about the pinball hall of fame in a second, but I want to hear Jordan's answer on this favorite location or event. Uh, Favorite location, probably level one. Um, And what's up? Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously helicon and kickback uh, are like very near and dear to my heart, but I just love level one because it was something new. It was something that we don't go to every other week. And uh, even looking at their page now, they have the Playfield TVs that are above each of their stations, which I think is a really cool thing with COVID going on. So you don't have to hover whenever you play. So, uh, and even the artwork that was around there too was really cool to me. Yeah, I know. I love that setup. I've seen that in a few places with the the TVs upright so you can go ahead and watch. It's it's really nice, it, especially if you're there for a tournament or something. So you can kind of watch. And now with COVID, you're not on top of everybody and you can just kind of watch from wherever. So um, nice choice. I, I love level one. And kind of circling back a little bit, I was going to talk about this at the end, but we're going to talk about it now since you bought it up. The Pinball Hall of Fame, y'all, I put a post on Facebook yesterday because I got tagged yesterday night or yesterday night, last night um, about the fact that they need our help. 
So COVID affected them because they were in the process of selling their place over on, I believe they were on Flamingo, which if you guys had went to the original locations, about 10 minutes from the strip. And they moved from there to on the strip over kind of on the Mandalay Bay and near the uh, actual Las Vegas sign. But because of COVID and everything else, they're a bit short on the remodeling funds. So they are actually putting out a GoFundMe for the Pinball Hall of Fame. And I'll put the link in the show notes. It's hard because it's COVID and we're all dealing with stuff. If you have a couple extra bucks, if you can kick it their way, that would be great. They made a whole video about like what they're doing and where they're at. And they're kind of like almost done. Like the, the building's up that you can they tour you around the insides and stuff. Um, I have also been to the Pinball Hall of Fame several times back in its old location. They actually sold that location. So if they don't get this new building built, there's nowhere for them to go back to because they've already moved out of, they're supposed to be moving out of the old location in a couple of months. They have nowhere to go. So GoFundMe link, it'll be in the show notes. If you want to find out more information about them, they have a video, but the location, if you've never been there, it's amazing. Like it's just rows and rows and rows of pinball machines. And I think they said in the video that they are planning to have uh, upwards of 700 pinball and arcade machines in one place. I mean, that's just to me unfathomable. Like I've only heard of something like that, like with like replay, like, or something of that scale, you know, we have PAX South here. Um, and even then it's not quite that big. Um, so I, I hope things work out for them. So I wanted to do a little plug for them right there. And, and we'll include a link in the show notes for that. But it's it's an amazing venue. If you've ever, if you get the opportunity, hopefully things will work out and they'll be open the, to be able to open their doors when COVID is over. But um, best of luck to them. So hugs, hugs to the Pinball Hall of Fame family. So, oh my gosh, freaking COVID. I hate COVID. <laughs> it ruined everything. Ugh. Oh, oh my gosh. Anyway. All right. Back into the Q&A. Next question, who or whom would you like to play pinball with the most? This can be a person throughout time, living or dead. They can be a pinball person. They can just be a random figure in history. Who would you like to play pinball with or whom do you enjoy playing pinball with the most? And we'll start with you, Beck. Uh, who I want to play pinball with the most in this particular moment is Simon at Wheel of Pinball. <laughs> I want to go to Germany. I want to play pinball with Simon. <laughs> I want to sing the gummy boot song that we play on stream all the time. And so does he. And I, I, I want to play pinball with Simon. <laughs> I love that. I'm also uh, intrigued by the gummy boots thing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Don't. It's a curse. It is a curse. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay. As far as streamers go, I would love to be able to visit our friends in Australia. And play with a uh, hash man and danger. A. We can't uh, say their actual name. Yeah, we can't say their actual name, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> full reasons. <laughs> but um, I would love to go play with them. Uh, they're insanity personified. Uh, and for like a celebrity, uh, if they, he was alive, I would love to play pinball with Prince. <gasps> nice. That that is my ultimate music pin choice. Like if somebody asked me like who I want as a music pin, it's Prince. It's pretty. Oh, that, that, that's a conversation for another day with us awesome. <laughs> for music fans for sure. I know, like people are like you know because we kind of had the whole like dad bod, you know, dad music, dad dad rock pins, and I don't. I like Led Zeppelin, so like I feel like it's like I have to have like the I like Led Zeppelin, but 
comma. <laughs> I would like to see a pin from a band that at least came like like after 1980 and that wasn't necessarily hard rock. Like, I feel like there's so many out there, you know, I was like, I love Prince. I'm like, you could even do something like Madonna. I mean, you too. Uh, you know, if you want to even get like newer, you could go like, you know, BTS, Taylor Swift, like whatever. There's like tons of stuff. And I'm like, if they pull... Gorillas would be awesome. Like, I mean, and I, I think they were even talking about it on the electric bat stream from that. I mentioned earlier, like Wu-Tang and I know Wu-Tang has been mentioned several times as a dream theme here. And I was yeah. like, there's so many things. Like I was just like, uh, but Prince is my number one. Like if you ask me like it's Prince, it's always Prince. <laughs> I'm like, I, again, I probably could have a Prince podcast. I'm just saying, I'm like, <laughs> that's how much I love Prince. So anyway, Nice choice. I'm giving you an extra bonus point. So yes. in my heart, like you get a bonus point. Yes. <laughs> I got extra bonus points. Okay, that's fair. That that is that is pretty. You got a heart emoji. Good. You got an extra bonus point. So there, everybody's even. We love everybody. All <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has not been created, but that you would like to see come to life from a major pinball manufacturer. And we'll start with you, Beck. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! <laughs> I wish so hard that this is a pinball machine. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We dressed up as Lydia and Beetlejuice for our Halloween stream that we did this year. And I just, I wish, I wish they would have made a Beetlejuice pinball machine when it was, when it was in its prime. I mean, I think people really do love Beetlejuice now too, because it's a whole retro thing. Um, and, you know, Michael Heaton. I'm sure there'll be a remake, and I'm sure it's going to come out eventually. Oh, no, don't tell me. The, the, the thing on Broadway is terrible, so oh, I don't God. want that to happen to a movie. Yeah, I've seen that, and it makes me kind of sad on the inside. I love, I mean, I remember dressing up, you know, you know, I loved Beetlejuice so much as a kid. It's something I've always appreciated. I remember there were rumors, you know, because Franchi had done some art, and that they had talked about Beetlejuice, but then they said no. And I'm like, why would you say no? I if they're going to do a remake or not a remake, like a, a Beetlejuice two, like it would, like I would think tie in really well. I think there are so many people out there that love Beetlejuice. I could see it being done really well by like spooky. Like you do a limited run of like five to seven or hundred pins. And um, yeah, I have like tried, I've like thinking I'm going to dress up as Lydia this year with like the red dress. Cause I just, I, did. I, I know I saw, I was going to say it was pretty awesome. So I, uh, I was like, ah, oh, I I'm sorry. I could go on about Beetlejuice all day, but Beetlejuice falls in the Prince category. I see, see, like y'all are going to be besties. I know it. So it's going to be all the things. All right, Jordan, dream theme. Uh, I mean, Beetlejuice is taken, but uh, uh, Sonic is what I would love. Nice. I would love Sonic pinball. Uh, I've, if you guys, uh, you guys have seen some of our shows, hopefully, and our startup screens that we made always have Sonic in it because I have a deep love for Sonic the Hedgehog. So and I, it's perfect for a pinball theme. Like it's, it's it would be very easy to do. There's a homebrew. There yeah. is a homebrew being made. Yeah, but I want like of official yeah. Jersey Jack or Stern. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah, I and I feel like that's it's got enough pull that like you could do like a homebrew of like Sonic. Because, like, the stuff, like, the comics and things I'm into, I was like, I don't know if it would, like, have enough pull, like, across, like, demographics and things like that. Like, I was, like, telling somebody I wanted a Castlevania um, Ooh, pin. that would be awesome. And I was, and, and then they, like, looked at me, like, what are you talking about? I was like, okay, I, talk, I can't talk to you. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like and I'm going to put a link in the show notes, y'all. Y'all should be watching Castlevania. I'm upset that it's taking him this long to make me another season. Like, why is it taking so long? It's really good on Netflix. I love it. 
Yeah, it's it's on Netflix. It's the bestest. I'll put a link, y'all. It's it's so great. Like, I, but I'm like into stuff that like maybe isn't super mainstream. So I like I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog though would totally appeal to lots of people, and they made that movie, and it's all the I things. Mean, yeah, the game itself has pinball elements. You're hitting a bunch of bumpers. You know, it has flippers that you do whenever you get onto the casino levels, and they made several Sonic pinball video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Get on it. <laughs> Get on it. I love it. I will, I will sacrifice Funhouse for a Sonic pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being on the show. Y'all have been amazing. I've loved having you here. Thank you so much. For our listeners, one more time, where can they go check you out on, like, where are all your things? First of all, thank you for having us. Uh, this oh, is a blast. Absolutely. And uh, you can find us on Twitch. It's a uh, HUP Challenge, H-U-P Challenge. Um, and so you can find us on Twitch with that, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then on YouTube, you actually have to search for the Hurry Up Challenge because we're not fancy enough to have our own link yet. <laughs> you guys are fancy. You're fancy in my heart. I'm just saying. <laughs> So congratulations on the nomination. Good luck in the voting. Again, listeners, I mentioned it earlier. If you haven't voted or if you want to vote, you can vote for the Hurry Up Challenge as your favorite YouTube channel. You got three slots. I think they might have earned one. I'm just saying. I hope so. I I hope so. I love it. But thank you guys again for being on the show. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much. All right, listeners. They are amazing. Go vote for them. Go check them out. Watch their stream. It's it's going to do all the things for you. You're going to love it so much. We have lots of things going on. Of course, want to congratulate Beck. I didn't even say it. Beck won our lip balm giveaway. So I'm super excited for you. Yeah. I was going to say, you got a lip balm prize pack coming to you. And the other giveaway we have going on right now is a giveaway for the cool, awesome cookie, like, like giveaway package that I'm going to give to somebody. If you buy cookies from Ella Reese, who was on the show a couple episodes ago, she's selling cookies through February 1st. And that's when this contest will go through after February 1st, no more. Anybody that sends me a proof of purchase, either, you know, just message me, email me, uh, just send me a snapshot, whatever that you purchased cookies from Ella between, you know, now and the 1st of February, I'll put you in the drawing. I'm going to send you a very special prize pack. So Lots more info to come on that. Good luck. Hashtag puppy for Ella. If you like what you hear, if you like the show, go rate us on Apple, Spotify, wherever your podcatcher of choice is. Go rate us on that. I would love it so much. Again, thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!